Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What a world! Welcome to all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and yes, you're getting another twofer when it comes to the Ocho this week. We are still working on planning, putting all the, the nice kind of fine, you know, finishing touches on uh, on our new Tuesday show. Uh, so when we have that ready, we'll of course tell you. But until then, you'll get two episodes of the Ocho, this one in that place, and then the normal one on Thursday. So I hope that you like me. Uh, but anyway, um, today is an important day. Today, every single team in the NFL has to get down to 80 players on their roster. Last week, they had to get down to 85. This is part of the new-ish way that teams are having to restructure their rosters and figure things out. It all, of course, leads up to getting down to 53 players, which will happen a week from today. We are going to have a live 53-man roster streaming show for you available on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel as we get close to roster cutdowns and final decisions and things like that. We'll give you all the updates that you need to know as the week progresses still also if it isn't obvious we're putting the finishing touches on a lot of things it's like we're like a bakery with all sorts of you know cakes in the oven and like right now it's like ding 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 they're all going off uh but in the spirit of approaching um the cut down to 80 players that means the cowboys in case you didn't do that quick math have to have to move on from five players today uh or by today that is um wanted to take a look at a couple of things now you may be listening to this after the Cowboys have made their roster decisions, and if that's the case, T's and P's. Sorry about that. Last week, the Cowboys, you know, did us a little bit of a favor in the content creation business. They had all their roster moves leaked out on Monday, so we kind of knew everything that was going to happen from, from a formal perspective, at least on Tuesday. Um, so, you know, still, I'm recording this on Monday about 8.30 p.m. Central Time, um, and no news, obviously. So um, I wanted to, to kind of touch on two articles that we had at the site that I thought really kind of highlighted where we could be looking to now the important thing is while the Cowboys do have to get rid of five players by today they also have to play a preseason game I saw uh, ESPN's Todd Archer had this point you know you can't just say because I know a lot of you are out here saying get rid of one of the kickers uh, get rid of Cooper Rush get rid of whoever right the players who you don't think are, are performing well they're playing well for the Cowboys they have to play another preseason game so this isn't necessarily about the five worst players on their team the players who they value you know 81st through 85th this is about the players they can afford to lose that they obviously are not planning on being on their final 53-man roster there is that delicate balance but uh, the first article just going to kind of you know this is a, a sort of btb headlines ish sort of show uh, david howman one of our talented authors on monday wrote seven cowboys in danger as second round of roster cuts approach because we have to you know we can kind of read the tea leaves like i said there's no going to there's not going to be any quarterback on or kicker gone but um, let's just get through howman's uh, seven names that he threw out shout out monica geller of course wide receiver jaquari rawerson um you know we, we all fall in love 
with with undrafted free agents, right? Um, typically, there's an undrafted free agent receiver just about every year. Um, and and well, the, the point that I loved that, that Howman brought up is this is kind of similar to Ty Freifogel, um, you know, who, who was cut last week. And that kind of felt, you know, that was a bummer, but it's just there's not enough bodies, right? Or not enough roster spots to go around for the amount of bodies that you have. So you kind of have to move on. Um, and I think the Cowboys have kind of seen what they need to see at the receiver position. So um, Jaquari, I think, is, is somebody that does make sense. Uh, second one, Eamon Simon, offensive tackle. Um, Cowboys, um, you know, don't have a lot of options there. This, I don't think Eamon Simon's going to be on this 53-man roster, but this is kind of one of those that you, maybe you need him to play, you know, on, on Friday night against the Seahawks because, look, I know that nobody out there, and I just heard a car honk outside. I hope Bear doesn't freak out. But um, I know that nobody out there is of the mindset that Josh Ball is a great option at swing tackle. But I tell you what, if he is the plan at swing tackle, he shouldn't play a lot on Friday night. And I know that that doesn't make sense. I know you're sitting there thinking like, RJ, what are you doing? He needs all the reps he can get. He's too valuable. I, 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 mean, I know that sounds silly, but it's not about who Josh Ball is or the type of player he is at this point. It's about the position that he plays. If he is your swing tackle, and it's your final preseason game. You're two weeks away from hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the season opener. You cannot play him too much. He's too valuable. This game Friday night is all about survival, and you cannot risk anybody who is of serious importance to you and your roster. Um, so in that sense, Eamon Simon might need to stick around for Friday night. Josiah Bronson on the defensive line hasn't played a ton, um, you know, and, and maybe could be somebody that gets like the whole second half on Friday night if he does make it through. The Cowboys have a lot of options along the interior. And while I mentioned you don't play anybody who's a value, I mean, it, it, right now it's kind of, you know, the margin for error is thin along the interior of that defensive line. And so, I mean, maybe you do need to see the Tristan Hills of the world kind of go at this a little bit more to make a final decision one way or another. Christian Sam, the next name uh, that Hellman listed, Cowboys have some linebackers, obviously. We haven't seen Anthony Barr play yet. Um, but, you know, Christian Sam hasn't really done anything of note. Malik Jefferson has at least had some some nice moments, but Christian Sam hasn't. Isaac Taylor Stewart in the secondary. I mean, I don't know. You know, I know I made the argument, right, that, you know, anybody who's a value, you can't play on Friday night, but you can't rest everybody. And in that sense, I have no issue if you want to play Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright for a half on Friday night against Drew Locke. I mean, you need to. And so if that's the case, if, if that's the plan, right, you know, Isaac Taylor Stewart's probably not getting a whole lot of run. I mean, if you want to move on there, um, that makes sense. Two more, that's five names that Howman wrote about, James Empey and Braylon Jones on the offensive line. I don't really have a, a hard take on James. Braylon, on the other hand, had a series. In fact, it was the opening series of the second half against the Chargers where he had two penalties. You can't do that. You simply We talked about that in the live show. You cannot have two penalties if you're a fringe you know, bubble player trying to make the roster. It's just not going to work out for you at any single point in time. So those are seven names from David Howman. Different article, similar sort of exercise, though, uh, from Danny Phantom over at blogontheboys.com. Danny's approach to things was 10 key position battles that got a little bit clearer after the Cowboys' second preseason game. So this isn't necessarily about roster cuts specifically, but this does kind of help us identify at least which way we're leaning when it comes to different roster battles, right? Because we have questions about backup quarterback, you know, RB3, uh, swing tackle, kicker, right? Whatever. So let's go through Danny's list. On offense, he has Cooper Rush and Will Greer. Now, I don't know how you feel, uh, loyal listener, wonderful listener, perfect listener. Um, Eileen Will Greer. I would be lying to you if I said that a part of the reason I lean that direction is because he's not Cooper Rush. That is honestly, sincerely, a, like a data point for me. Like it's it's a true pro 
in the Will Greer column. Why? Is it, is it to be funny? No, it's not to be funny. It's because I've seen Cooper Rush. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, you've seen Cooper Rush. We've seen it. I know everything that there is to know about the Cooper Rush experience. But RJ, he won a game last year when he started against the Minnesota Vikings. I don't care. That was one game. Mike White, well, yeah, I know a lot of people love Mike White, um, you know, the Jets quarterback, to be clear, not our friend on Twitter. Um, I mean, I have no interest in this i if dak prescott has to miss a game or two i, I think this plan i've i've I, I mentioned this several times i wrote 1200 words about this last week at the site i don't like this plan either way i'm not fond of the cooper rush or will greer plan however if i have to pick one of those i mean this is truly a you know you can have a vanilla ice cream cone or you can have just like a prize box right yeah vanilla ice cream is great right it's, it's a you know kind of tasteless sort of treat but what's in the prize box it could be a lump of coal right it could be a you know i don't know a cake it could be a whole cookie it could be whatever i i take the prize box because it is a mystery will greer something weird might happen and something weird could be something positive and so i will lean that direction uh danny did say that greer has the advantage but i do that's my opinion and i think a lot of you and a lot of cowboys fans agree with that but i think if i have to guess what the cowboys are feeling I think it's a tie, and I think the tie goes to Cooper. I really do. So, um, and I I wrote about this. I think Cooper played better on Saturday night. That's not to say that I still don't prefer Greer, but I I I just I think I think it, I don't think that Cooper's doing enough to to keep it. I just think that he's it's a combination of him not doing an overwhelming amount of things to lose it and Will Greer not doing enough to take it. Does that make sense? Um, if it does, great. If it doesn't, well, we'll move on. Uh, Rico Dowdle versus Malik Davis, the next roster battle that Danny wrote about. He noted uh, under advantage, literally just wrote, player control plus a slight edge in performance gives the rookie Davis the lead. See, this I disagree with. I think Rico Dowdle's been the better player. Um, and I know you want to call, I mean, yeah, call. I mean, Malik Davis is a rookie, but Rico Dowdle's effectively a rookie. I mean, you know, and I, I, I heard on Monday on first and 10 here on the network, the guys kind of pontificating saying, well, you know, maybe the Cowboys have to carry all four of these running backs, right? Talking about Zeke Pollard, you know, Rico and, and Davis saying, because, you know, next, next season, the Cowboys may, may, you know, move on from Zeke. Tony Pollard is probably going to sign elsewhere. So you're going to need Dowdle and Davis to kind of be your backfield. And I would posit to you something that Tom Ryle wrote about a few weeks ago. Look at Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis, right? Think about it right now. We're all kind of like, Ugh. Which one do we cut? Which one do we keep? Whatever. They they found these dudes, you know, very simply, right? It was not a, a huge effort. No offense to Rico Dowdle or Malik Davis, which highlights, again, why it is inefficient to allocate big resources to the running back position. So I love Rico Dowdle. I love Malik Davis. I hope that they both are Dallas Cowboys forever. I don't think that's practical. I think one of them is going to be on the team this season. Maybe in some weird world, neither of them is. I would really doubt that. But whichever one they move on from, I'm not worried about you know being on the roster next year because it's not difficult to find running backs, as evidenced by the two dudes who were kind of debating between. But I do give uh, the competition to Rico. In my opinion, Tyler Smith versus Connor McGovern. That is all Tyler Smith, baby. Noah Brown versus Dennis Houston. Um, you know, again, back to first and 10, I heard the guys talking about maybe Noah Brown doesn't make the roster. I would find that hard to believe. I don't know that the veteran thing is all too important, you know, without Gallup and Washington on the field uh, to start the season. But I think he's been better. I mean, he's been better than Dennis Houston. I think I think we're reading a little bit too much 
much into the relationship thing with Dak. I think Noah Brown probably has that advantage, but that's just me. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Again, this is from Danny Phantom's article. Head to blogontheboys.com. Read everything that everybody writes, please. Dante Fowler versus Terrell Basham. This one's super interesting. It's so rare that you get kind of like a veteran-veteran matchup like this. Um, I think it's possible that, that they move on from one. I mean, they have a lot of defensive ends. They have a lot of defensive linemen in general. They have a lot of bodies there, and I think you can kind of live with one. And, and Dante Fowler has the edge as far as I'm concerned. I know he had the, the bad penalty in Denver. I know he got fined for it and benched, obviously. But he also has the relationship with Dan Quinn, right? And we've heard about it a billion different times. I know Terrell Bash was on the team a year ago, but I think that that goes to Dante Fowler. And I think he's played better too. I know, again, Basham had the year with the Cowboys a season ago, but if I have to pick one, I think I'm picking Dante Fowler. Plus, I think, you know, we talk so much about how money talks and how players on big contracts or you know we talked about this with Kelvin Joseph high draft stock get a lot more chances than players who don't have those things working at their benefit not that the Cowboys paid a lot of money to Dante Fowler but he was among the first free agents that they signed and right now James Washington's not working out so like if Dante Fowler doesn't work out for you I mean those those are those are literally the first two free agents that they signed James Washington and Dante Fowler and the third one was Ryan Nall who they've cut so if you cut Dante Fowler you were effectively without your top three initial free agent signings uh which i would tweet about a lot and the cowboys would probably not enjoy uh but so i'd give the edge to dante fowler i love this one tristan hill versus carlo Wat- carlos watkins excuse me versus john ridgeway i know that people have been so high on john ridgeway and i don't think it's fair to say he, he's like under delivered. he's a fifth round pick um but tristan hill's playing well and, and tristan hill's making it difficult um to part with him uh the last line of danny's write-up says the team's overall depth of the position may allow them to part ways with watkins to stash ridgeway for development then again the depth is so good that they may not even need to keep ridgeway and put him on the practice squad i wouldn't if you if you could if you could guarantee me that john ridgeway stays on the practice squad right like i want my cake and to eat it too then yeah that's what i want to do obviously i'm nervous about that if i have to move on from one of these is probably Carlos Watkins. And for what it's worth, came back, yes, but was on a one-year deal, or is on a one-year deal, rather. So you got Tristan Hill, Carlos Watkins on one-year deals. So it really kind of, that's your, like, Fowler-Basham sort of competition here. I think John Ridgway is just in the mix because he's a rookie. But, again, you're talking about four years of team control. That is something we know the Cowboys love. Um, Kelvin Joseph versus Nashawn Wright. I don't, I don't, I would give Nashawn the, the, the edge here. Um you know, we did a whole video on, on Kelvin Joseph over the weekend, um, right before the weekend, rather, on the YouTube channel. And, I mean, they've both been poor um, in the preseason. They both had, like, a moment against the Chargers before it got bad again. But, I mean, if we're if we're playing the, you know, the game from the office and we're walking around and we're putting little, you know, little, little coins or little whatevers uh, on everybody's name, like, for a good thing, I at least got to give Nashawn Wright, you know, some for playing well during camp. Kelvin hasn't. I mean, like, can you name a good day that Kelvin has had since since training camp started? You can't. But you can name or a good moment. You can name some good moments from Nashawn Wright. So I give him the edge here. Uh, Luke Gifford versus Devin Harper. Um, I like Luke Gifford a lot, and obviously a huge special teams contributor. Um, but Devin Harper again. You're talking about four years of team control, and and, and maybe that's where the Cowboys, you know, kind of lean. Obviously, uh, Israel Mukwamu versus Marquise Bell. See, I think I think Mukwamu is making their roster math a little bit tough. You know, I, I think that they maybe thought that they they might move on from him. Marquise Bell obviously uh, got got all that money, and everybody you know sort of ticketed him for the 53 man roster right away. I think they both make it. I, I don't think you have to choose one of those. Um, finally, uh, from a special team standpoint, he has Lareem Hirulahu versus Brett Maher. 
I do not have one that I prefer. I am upset by this situation, as is well chronicled. But I guess I lean Lareem Hyrulu. But I think that was an interesting exercise because it kind of lets you know, like, I remember a few years ago, um, Brian Martin, who's another one of our writers, and I, we, he and I had this conversation about how there's not really 53 spots open. And at the time, we we, tr- I, we were writing for a different side at the time, Brian and I, both together. And we, um, we, we tried to, you know, kind of put together this joint article that was about how many roster spots were actually available. Because if you think about it, right, like you've got, you know, your 11 starters on offense. We can name the offense. We don't have to. We've got 11 starters on defense, right? That's 22 players right off the bat. You know, we could probably very easily come up with like 15 more that are, are very safe. 20 more even, let's call it. So you're talking about 42 players right there. Like this is really a matter of like 10 roster spots when it's all said and done. And, you know, maybe, you know, in, in different years, you maybe have 11 or 12, maybe sometimes you have seven or eight, right? But, you know, if, if we're talking about, you know, like how many spots, how many lockers are truly, truly, truly available, it's not 53, it's about 10. And so it's not just like who are the 10 best players, right? It's about who are the 10 best players relative to positional need, right? It's kind of like the draft. And so it comes down to like, well, do we want to keep Luke Gifford or Devin Harper? Do we want to keep Israel Mukwamu or Marquise Bell? Do we want to keep, you know, all three of these defensive tackle options? So I really liked that exercise from Danny. And I think it helps kind of point us in the right direction a little bit with regards to roster cuts today. Again, maybe the cuts already happened at the time you're listening to this. If so, I'm really sorry. But, you know, there's that factor along with the fact that you do have to balance getting through a final preseason game. Um, so you can't say, well, you know, if we get rid of X player, then the the room is set, right? We, we can get ready. Let's go play the Bucks because you're not doing that yet. You still got to go play a game. You still need enough bodies to play one more game against the Seahawks on Friday night. And you can't risk players who are too valuable as evidenced by the way we spoke about Josh Ball earlier. So a lot of, um, you know, a lot of logistics, a lot of variables in the air. And so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys handle it. But uh, whatever roster cuts ultimately happen, we will have you covered at blogontheboys.com. So you can head on over there always for the latest and greatest in the world of America's team. You can head over to any of our social properties, Twitter, Instagram, the Book of Faces, TikTok, uh, our YouTube channel, our podcast network. We are all over the map. We are moving. We are grooving. We are loving that it is football season, baby. Uh, so like I said, uh, you're getting two episodes of the Ocho for the time being until we settle in with our normal Tuesday show around here. Uh, you'll hear from me, obviously, right now. You just heard from me, that is. Later tonight on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Central Time, we have a new Blog and the Boys roundtable where we're going to talk about a few different things. We will stream that live for you on the YouTube channel. You can, of course, always wait for the podcast if you prefer that sort of thing. We, we turn around and get it up uh, rather quickly. Tomorrow, you will hear myself uh, and a special guest on the NFC East mixtape. Brandon Lee Gotten has to miss. So uh, we have figured out a, a fun alternative for this week and this week alone. Uh, so you'll get me tomorrow. You'll also get another rendition of the Ocho on Thursday, the normal slot for this show. And then, of course, on Friday night, the Dallas Cowboys do play the Seattle Seahawks. We'll have a live postgame show on the YouTube channel. We'll turn around. We'll podcast that for you as well. And then on Saturday, we're going to record for Sunday release 53-man roster predictions. We will throw that up as a video on the YouTube channel, and we'll have some some graphic elements that obviously correspond with our roster predictions, but we will podcast that for you as well. Uh, if you prefer this platform, we want to make sure that you're fed, uh, whatever the case may be. So uh, it's exciting. We're starting to kind of have, you know, we're dotting some T's and crossing 
right? Some I's, there's a dot in I, or dot in some I's and crossing some T's as uh, we get closer and closer and closer to the 2022 season for the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, we are, what, 16 days away from a regular season NFL game. Uh, yesterday, I set the date for... Um, uh, my fantasy league of records draft. So very excited about that. I am defending champion. I am the only three-time winner of the league. So no big deal. I'm not trying to brag. These are just these are just facts. So uh, with all of that being said, we will see you manana, my friends. Right. I hope you have the best day ever. Hope you have the best Tuesday of all time. Hope you have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tonight on the Block of the Boys Roundtable. Uh, we will see you manana, my friends. We say it right as always. Go Cowboys and peace out.